Hey everyone, this is John from pureandsimplebible.com. This month we're considering what the Bible has to say about being thankful. Every day is a good day to express our thanks to one another and to God, and so the challenge continues for you and me to look at ways to be thankful, even if sometimes we don't feel happy about it. This is the second of four podcasts on the idea of thankfulness, and the main idea of our discussion today is to consider all the things and stuff that we have and to express our gratitude for it. I hope that we can reflect and say, thank you, God, for what I have. The reflection verse for this podcast is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Let's listen to that verse together. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. As always, we're going to connect this verse and the topic of giving thanks for the things we have to a song. Let's listen to a single verse and consider its message. Lord, I don't want earthly riches that so many people prize, but I pray for just a handful of the simple things in life. Lord, I pray for just a handful for quiet in my soul. Help me spurn the greed of others and use my handful for the Lord. I love that song. The fact that we are offering a prayer through song that God would give us just what we need and nothing more, nothing less, is humbling. Now, back again to talk about the good news concerning giving thanks for what I have is Ryan. Hey, Ryan, thank you for joining me today. Hey, John, it's a pleasure to be back with my favorite Texan. Thank you <laughs> for inviting. <laughs> well, well, thank you for accepting. Yeah, John, we could probably continue this banter of deliberate thanks, but uh, I'd like to comment on the song that we just heard. Oh, oh, good. Okay, well, I'm thankful to hear what you'd have to say about it. Oh, boy. Oh, was that reaching? Yeah, a little bit. But I'm sure everybody out there is thankful that you tried, right? <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, the song that we just listened to is an excellent opportunity for us to refocus on the things that matter. And it helps me as I sing it to remember uh, my appreciation for the ways that my parents raised me. Um, I love this song because it reminds me of my childhood. You know, growing up, we didn't have a whole lot of excess and there wasn't a whole lot of extra. My dad and my folks, you know, worked really hard, but at the same time, you know, they never missed a game, they never missed a concert, and we never missed a worship service. So we were able to always focus on those things that, that mattered together, our family and, and uh, worship. I like that. That's really good. And it kicks off our Bible discussion for today. I want us to think about the things that we have and how everything is a gift from God. I'm glad we're talking about this, John, because having the mindset of being thankful, it changes the way that we look at the world. It changes the way that we feel about everything and everyone around us. I know. And, and if we're able to have, like you said, a thankfulness mindset, then suddenly everything is a gift. Every day is a gift. Every breath we take, every interaction with the ones that we love, I can go through life thankful for the little things and for the big things too. So since we're trying to be thankful for the things that we have, are you just going to attack everything that you own with wrapping paper and give thanks to God individually for every <laughs> single little gift you've got? <laughs> no, not exactly. I'd like to boil it down to maybe some things that everyone on the planet can relate to. You see, everyone has basic needs to be met before they can work effectively in their life and in their relationships. Okay. All right. Well, so what are those? Well, I think it could be summed up just as food, clothing, shelter. 
And these basics provide the health, the dignity, and security that we need in order to achieve our measure of success in life. I think that sounds reasonable. So everyone needs food, clothing, and shelter, right? Well, I mean, it seems easy for those living in highly developed countries to be grateful for those things because we, you know, kind of always assume that they're already there, right? That is right. And even though many of us may not consider these basic necessities day by day, there are many around us and also living in developing countries where food, clothing, and shelter are a daily struggle. For many, such thankfulness can be very real, very tangible. And the truth is, anyone can and should be grateful for these basic necessities of life no matter where they live. Right. Yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. So I'm assuming the Bible probably teaches on the thankful mindset concerning what we have, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And that is our segue into a great passage on this subject. One time Jesus preached that we shouldn't worry about food, clothing, shelter as our number one priority, but rather we should trust in God and in his provision. It seems like a, a pretty tall order, especially for folks that, that are living in that day-to-day type situation. Well, I, I agree, but if anyone in the world were to consider his words, I believe that their life would improve by what Jesus has to say. Right. We're going to read a lengthy section in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 33. So, Ryan, let's yep. split it up thought by thought and then consider some principles that we can take away from that. You bet. Uh, I'll go first. So, Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 25, the Bible says... So I tell you, don't worry about the things that you need to live, what you will eat, drink, or wear. Life is more important than food, and the body is more important than what you put on it. Verse 26, look at the birds. They don't plant, harvest, or save food in barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them. Don't you know that you're worth much more than they are? You cannot add any time to your life by worrying about it. Verse 28 now, and why do you worry about clothes? Look at the wildflowers in the field. See how they grow. They don't work or make clothes for themselves, but I tell you that even Solomon, the greatest and richest king, was not dressed as beautifully as one of these flowers. Verse 30. If God makes what grows in the field so beautiful, what do you think he will do for you? It's just grass. One day it's alive and the next day someone throws it into a fire. But God cares enough to make it beautiful. Surely he will do much more for you. Your faith is so small. Verse 31. Don't worry and say, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? That's what those people who don't know God are always thinking about. Don't worry, because your Father in Heaven knows what you need, uh, knows that you need these things. Verse 33, what you should want most is God's kingdom, and doing what He wants you to do. Then He will give you all these other things you need. Yeah, John, I think this is such a powerful passage. I know that there are are, are so many situations around the world that offer unique challenges, but it, it seems like in all cases with the Bible that Jesus' words here can find meaning for anyone who is willing to seek him and have that mindset of thankfulness. I agree. There are many things in this passage that are so helpful for me as I consider how to be thankful for what I have. I love how Jesus uses birds and flowers as his proof in nature. Right. If God provides for birds and flowers, will he not provide for his most prized creation, that is, mankind? Absolutely. So I want to add that that part of this provision comes through trust in God. And when we seek God's ways first, we have that assurance that basic needs will be added. That's a good point, Ryan. When someone reads this and hears Jesus saying that if you trust in God, that all these things will be given to you, 
it's good to remember that it would be unhealthy to immediately expect like $50 million or the finest clothes and food when you put your faith in God. Wait, so you're saying that I shouldn't expect my student loans paid off (laughs) and a new car and $50 million in my bank account? Sorry, bud. Well, I I thought you said that if I trusted in God, he would give me whatever I wanted. Uh, Well, it's easy to read into that text with the selfish mindset of if I get this, or if rather if I give this, I'll get that. But Jesus didn't promise everything. He said that by trusting in God, food and clothing, that is the basic necessities of life, are going to be added to us. Jesus is encouraging us to have a mindset that shifts towards being thankful for what we have. None of us are promised the finest things, simply food, clothing, the basics. And honestly, John, I know that many of us have that and, and so much more. So when I wake up, I mean, I'm alive and I have a portion of health on top of that food and clothing and shelter. So I thank you, God, for that. And when I wake up and I get out of bed, I can turn on the light to help me see even when the sun hasn't come up yet. So thank you, God, for that. When I step into the restroom, I can turn a knob. I can fresh, clean water comes out. So thank you, God, for that. And if I desire, I can go into the kitchen and eat some breakfast with my family. Thank you, God, for that. And after breakfast, I can change out of my penguin pajamas into clothes that are more acceptable (laughs) for work. So thank you, God, for that. And thank you that I don't have to see your penguin pajamas. (laughs) The list goes on and on. A mindset of being thankful for what we have brings endless opportunities to be thankful. And our thankfulness can also be based on the contentment that Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. Ryan, will you read that verse? You bet. So Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13 say, I'm telling you this, but not because I need something. I've learned to be satisfied with what I have and with whatever happens. I know how to live when I am poor and when I have plenty. I've learned the secret of how to live through any kind of situation, when I have enough to eat or when I'm hungry, when I have everything I need or when I have nothing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Contentment is the key to being thankful. By seeking God's kingdom first and being content with what I have, the Bible says that I could do anything. Even when I'm sad, I can be thankful. When I'm depressed, I can be thankful. I can be content in Christ, and that makes every day a day to be thankful for. Absolutely, that's right, John. And and before we wrap up, I want to say it with you. Thank you, God, for what I have. Amen, brother. And even though we're finishing up this conversation, I want to invite you all to join us again next week as we continue to meditate about ways that we can express our thankfulness to God and to one another. Ryan, thanks for talking with me today. Lord willing, I'll see you next week, right? And you bet. My wife is already counting on the quiet time for me to be away from her, (laughs) so I'll definitely see you next week. Thanks, John. All right, see ya. Now, before you go, let's think about the song of the week one more time. It's called Just a Handful. Let's listen one more time together, and hopefully we can appreciate even more the value of giving thanks to God for the things we have. Lord, I don't want earthly riches that so many people prize, but I pray for just a handful of the simple things in life. Lord, I pray for just a handful and for quiet in my soul. Help me spurn the excellent song. You can find the whole version along with all the songs of the week on the podcast page at pureandsimplebible.com. 
You can also download the songs and the podcast episodes using SoundCloud or iTunes so that you can conveniently listen to each episode while on the go. Do you remember our reflection verse? It was Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Let's hear it one more time together. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for what I have. Such a prayer and such a mindset prepares me for a great week ahead. What about you? What are some ways that you've internalized this concept to express your thanks for what you have? There are endless possibilities to be thankful, and I'd love to hear from you about some of the ways you've improved. You can write to me at pureandsimplebible at gmail.com. That's all one word. And until next time, this is Jonathan Edwards. Always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. Lord willing, see you next week. Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true, about a judge by the name of Gideon. He was a man like me and you.